0: Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends, sharing tips, strategies, real life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, And I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish,
1: and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com.
0: If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Brooke. Good. no, I started to say, like, good morning, (laughs) but it may not be morning for everyone who's listening, so hi. 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 I mean, it's morning for us. You're allowed to say good morning.
1: Yeah, okay. Good morning. Morning. Hi. And it's eight minutes before noon as we record, so it is officially still morning. It is. Brooke, we were just uh, partaking in some delicious Trader Joe's sweet plantain chips. They were enjoyable. That's the first time I've ever had those. Right. I'd have to add them to my grocery list. they're good. They're really good. I liked them. Yeah. Serving size is 12. Mm -hmm. Difficult to stay to that number. Yeah, no. I don't really pay attention to (laughs) think of that as a suggestion. Hmm.
0: Yeah. I'd probably eat that whole bag in a sitting if If given the
1: opportunity. It's small. It's almost it's like a personal size bag. Yeah. But there's probably about seven servings in (laughs) there. Anywho, our topic today is fun and easy. Yeah. And Trader Trader Joe's... Joe's. they're fun and easy for me Fun and easy mm-hmm. Yeah, we actually went last night around 8.30 You know, Trader Joe's I love their hours It's like 9 to 9 every day So you can always remember their hours 9 to 9, that's fun and easy mm-hmm. So we went around 8.30 And I felt like the staff They were in like a good mood Because they are about to be off for the day Nobody was in there It was nice Nice Yes Love that place Yes So the topic today is fun and easy, Brooke, because that is something that I apply to so many different things in my life. And um, I think our listeners will be able to apply it in lots of different ways as well. So let me like walk you through where this came from. Yeah. So um, about, I don't even know, five or six years ago, I left my big job to start my business. Mm -hmm. And... I had a lot of stress in my old job. And so I was really looking forward to, as an entrepreneur and a sole business owner, having less stress, but I quickly found myself in should land. Like, okay, I need to be on Pinterest and I need to be on Instagram and I need to be on LinkedIn and I need to, um, you know, have business cards and a website and I should have a YouTube channel. And it was like, I'm one
0: person. <laughs> yeah. There's an endless stream of shoulds. When you're a business owner, it's like you should do everything, but you just physically can't. No. And so I wasn't
1: stress-free. I mean, not that you're ever going to be stress-free, but I felt super stressed. Yeah. So... um I actually took a course with uh, a woman that you introduced me to, Tiffany Hahn. Love her. love her. And she, um, as part of the course, introduced us to this idea. I mean, I had heard about Flow before. There's a book by I know how to pronounce his name. So excited. Mihail Czech sent me high. Oh, yes. Um, he has a book called Flow, and it's all about, Getting in that state of feeling like I am totally in the zone. Time is not passing. I'm loving what I'm doing, like mm. just in the zone. And so, sh- and from that, I got this whole idea of okay, what gets me in that zone? Like, what is fun and easy? Right. And so I decided I made a very bratty decision in my business that I was only going to do what was fun and easy. There's nothing bratty about that, you know? FYI. Because it's just like, I'm just one person. Yeah. So it's like, okay, if I don't like Facebook, I'm not doing Facebook. If I don't like, you know, whatever it is. And so I started just leaning into doing what was fun and easy for me. So, for example, in my business, what was fun and easy was I love speaking because you could just wind me up and I can talk all day because I'm a know it all and I'm bossy and I like to share tips and tricks. So I love speaking. I love teaching. I love tech. I really like digging in. So, you know, figuring out systems and processes to make my business faster, smarter. I love tech. The queen of systems. The queen of systems. I try, yes. And I also love organizing, of course, working with my clients and helping to organize um, one-on-one. So I just sort of started leaning into all of that and let the rest go. And I found that when you do things that are fun and easy, so breaking it down fun, like you actually really enjoy doing It And easy, it comes naturally to you. It creates this energy where you don't feel like you're banging your head up against a wall. And other people can see that what you're doing, you really enjoy and you're really good at. And that energy kind of radiates. So I... That, made, that was a huge step in my business, but I also apply it to so many other things, right? Like, where are we going to go on vacation? Mm-hmm. Well, what would be fun and easy? Or with my daughter, you know, she might want to play with dolls, but what's fun and easy for me was Play-Doh. So I'd be like, let's do Play-Doh or let's color because I love coloring. So it's like figuring out what is fun and easy is a lot of times a path to a lot less stress and a lot more ease and flow.
0: Yeah. You mentioned vacation. And I was thinking like, it's fun and easy for obviously me to go on vacation. Mm -hmm. But when it came to planning our Disney trip in March, I was like, this is not fun doing all the research. And so we worked with a travel agent, a friend of mine from college, Sue Johnson, she was wonderful, to help us just make the general plans. I was like, I can plan things once we get there. It is not fun nor easy for me to figure out all of the resort stuff. She basically told me what to do, how much everything costs and I was like, I picked this one. Yes. That's fun and easy for yes. me. And there's certain types of vacations that, you know, I I see people like going on these hikes and excursions. No, nope. <laughs> I mean, you know me. Indoorsy. Not, not fun and easy for. I mean, I don't hate the outdoors, but like, I want to go to like a cool city and explore, or I want to go to a beach and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So, I think um yeah, that's that's where I think about fun and easy, just like what will actually be the most enjoyable. And I think it can also be translated to the word just like comfortable. You know, what is going to feel the most comforting um if you're on a vacation or the clothes that you buy all of that stuff.
1: Yes, and you bring up such an excellent point because in the in the course when I talk about fun and easy, basically, you know, it's not just like, oh, if something's not fun and easy, you just don't do it. You figure out how to make it more fun and easy, right? So I've got that focus acronym that I talk about all the time, which is finish it, outsource it, cut it, uncomplicate it or scooch it. So in your case, you were just talking about vacation and you outsourced a big part of the vacation that was not fun and easy. Yes. Early on in those days too, I loved r- writing my blog and my newsletter, but I didn't necessarily love all the admin that was involved with that, with uploading it and making sure it's the right font and the headings. And so that's when I actually started working with my lovely assistant, Natasha, who lives out in LA and she took a lot of that work away for me yeah. or like posting on Facebook or posting on Instagram, she did that for me so that I could do the fun and easy part and she could do the part that I wasn't that interested in.
0: Right. And see, I'm kind of a stubborn person and a little bit of a control freak. So sometimes it's hard for me to let go of that stuff, Yeah, even if it's not fun and easy. So you've helped me to recognize, like, why am I torturing myself? And doing this thing that I could outsource or completely cut, um, So that's been helpful. Yes. I appreciate
1: your acronym. Yes. And other things like, for example, I don't like unloading the dishwasher, but I've written about this a million times. I love Ray Lamontagne. Mm -hmm. And actually, this was an act of service and a gift that Fernando gave me. He knows how much I love Ray Lamontagne. And not only do I love his singing, I also enjoy his physical appearance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Fernando took me to a Ray Lamontagne concert and let me just sit there and- just enjoy the view that's fun and easy yes that is it was fun (laughs) and easy but I will do so when it's time I'll ask myself is this a one song mess or a two song mess Mm -hmm. and I will tell Google to play Ray LaMontagne and often I'm like singing at the top of my lungs and so involved that I'm not even really realizing that I'm
0: unloading the dishwasher anymore I'm impressed that that your limit is two songs because, like, our kitchen, I feel like, it could be like, is this a seven song mess <laughs> or an eight song mess? But yeah, it's impressive. Usually it's a two song mess. Okay. okay. If it's a
1: seven song mess, I might delegate it to yeah. somebody else.
0: or make everybody help <laughs> and do their part. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned also like playing with Isabel, you know, Play Doh, coloring. I love taking my kids on excursions and I find that. It's fun for everyone, but it's way more fun for me than trying to find things to do together in the house because I feel so distracted by the house and all the things I should be doing. Yeah. So even though it might look like more work to someone else to go to a museum or go to the pool or, you know, whatever, those excursions are so much more fun and easy and pleasant for me because it's like I'm I'm more focused on them
1: yeah for sure like I said before when you're doing something that's fun and easy that really translates to the other people and translates into your energy and how you're feeling yeah I think about your planner a lot when I think about fun and easy because you know a few years ago you really wanted a certain type of planner and that planner didn't exist so you thought to yourself like well, wait a second like I have the skills to actually design something like that it's easy for me because I I'm a graphic designer, so I can design. And you had a lot of fun with it because you got to do all these really beautiful covers and collaborate with other people to do covers. Like that's something that's fun and easy for you, create a planner, which is like virtually impossible for me. Like I can't create a planner.
0: Yeah, it definitely, I feel like we've both figured out how to maximize our strengths and our superpowers. It wasn't always like on the surface, it wasn't always quote unquote easy to create the planner, but it was fun for me. Like the challenge was yes. fun for me. and it resulted in a system that is easy for my brain to wrap its head around. Like when I look at the planner and I see my four, you know, sections, my work, self, others, and home, it just it organizes my brain in a yes. way that I wasn't finding before. So yeah, that was that was my fun and easy, not always easy, but definitely gratifying solution.
1: Right. Yeah. It's not always easy. And sometimes I feel like with fun and easy, it's not something that's easy at first, but it's something that I'm really excited to learn and grow about. Yes. I try to use, is it fun and easy as the barometer? Mm-hmm. Barometer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The criteria <laughs> for making certain decisions. So for example, we have a lot of shoulds, you know, like, oh, I should garden more. And it's like, mm, should I? Is that fun and easy? Is no. that something that I want to do? I mean, even this podcast, you and I were talking about it for a long time, and I really kept asking myself the question, like, would this be fun and easy? And it is. Yeah. It's like you have to pl- you plug in a couple microphones, and you chat with a really good friend, and then you put it out in the world, and it's but fun it, and easy.
0: But it's funny because it probably wouldn't have been as fun and easy if we jumped in and started it when we first started, like just toying with the idea. Yes. But I loved that we just kind of let the idea simmer and we let the possible topics simmer. So then when we were ready to dive in, it was fun and easy from the start because we had taken a lot of the guesswork out of it. So yeah, I think easy can also be, um, alternated with excited because sometimes things are, aren't always easy right off the bat, but if you're excited to dive into it, it over time becomes easy. Right. You're motivated to learn. And yeah. we delegated
1: some of the harder parts of it, like the tech and the audio. We've got yes. Fernandito Thank over you, there, Fernando. our amazing producer. He does a lot of that stuff that yeah. I think would have been a little bit overwhelming for us trying to yeah. kind of figure all that out.
0: Yes. He definitely, um, added to the easy element of it, like took out a lot of the Guesswork from us yes. or for us.
1: Um, I apply yes. it to friendships.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I think some my friendships that I have are fun and easy. Yes. You know, and I feel like if it's not,
0: you have to ask yourself why it's not and is there a change that needs to be made? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of friendships, I certainly look back and realize that. You know, when we were younger, friendships were sometimes out of convenience and just, you know, you went to school with certain kids and they became your friends, but they weren't always easy. Mm -hmm. And as an adult, it's so much clearer to me when a friendship isn't like adding anything to my life Mm -hmm. or if it's someone that I have to constantly like apologize for being out of touch or, you know, not texting back in time. It's like anybody that's truly a good friend of mine. Yeah just gets it yeah and knows that life is busy and hectic and it doesn't mean we don't care about each other but it's like like our um our group of media mom friends that You know, we have a text thread that can be super active. Like there was one day that I had a hair emergency years ago. And I think (laughs) like someone said, wow, like, you know, 130 texts in 20 minutes. That's a new record. But then we also go sometimes weeks without jumping in. But we're all still there for each other. If someone needs something, like if someone puts out the SOS or the call for help, boom, like we are there to help them. But um, so just having those friendships that spark joy, they're fun and easy to maintain. Because we all know that we've just all got full, busy, sometimes hectic, sometimes sad, sometimes blah, lives that, yeah. you know, we're, we're still all there for each other. And that's something that's a lot easier to identify in adulthood. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never forget when I was going through
1: a really rough time in 2020 when my, my family was experiencing a lot of loss. And, you know, when friends are going through things like that. You know, they're always like, God, please let me know anything that I can do to help. But you don't always know what to do to help. And I know you guys helped organize a meal train and sent a beautiful gift box, uh, like a care package. But I'll never forget one day I sent up the bat signal and I was like, I need carrots and hummus and I need them to be on my doorstep in like 30 minutes. Like my daughter literally won't eat anything. And that's all I need.
0: Mm -hmm. And And I had
1: sticks that was on the list. too. And that was on the list, too. And I think I had like a specific brand. Yes. And they were on my doorstep. I'd say this is like my tear up moment. Yeah. They were on my doorstep 30 to 45 minutes later because I sent up the bat, bat signal and it was because I had built that, we had built that foundation together of that, that fun and
0: easy. Like we're right. there for each other, thick and thin. Um, and yeah. someone who also wasn't offended that like, you didn't want them to knock on the door. You didn't want to have to answer the door. Uh, yeah. You were going through too much. You're like, I just need the hummus and the carrots and this brand of cheese sticks. And, you know, we all were like, who's closest exactly. to Whole Foods I right knew now. that I was going to send
1: that out. And then there was going to be a whole separate text chain that did not involve me mm-hmm. that was going to be figuring out who is going to get the carrots and hummus and how are you going to make it appear? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And it just appeared
1: on your doorstep. And it just magic. appeared on my doorstep. Yeah. yeah. So I do find this concept of... Is it fun and easy when I introduce it to people, whether they are business owners or whether they're parents or whatever they are, when they start asking that question about the littlest, stupidest thing, like even your coffee that we were talking about the other day, fun and easy, right? And the Mm -hmm. second that it became less fun and easy because they didn't have it anymore and it didn't work on the app, you know. When you start asking that question, I think it can change the way that you think about your job, your career, your relationship, your friendships, your task list, like
0: whatever it is. I love right. it. And sometimes, you know, okay, say your job isn't fun and easy anymore, but jobs are often necessary for our financial stability. But like, what is it about that job that is the least fun or that's causing the most friction? And when you work through that, you know, I think that. A lot of times we just look at like the big picture of like, I hate my job. Not me. I work for myself. I love my job. Yes. But if someone says I hate my job and it's like, well, do you hate the whole thing? Right. Or is there something that you could see if there was another person that could do it? Yes. Or is there a contractor that needs to be hired because your plate is too full and that could actually lighten the load of some other people who aren't feeling like their job is so fun and easy in the same department? You know. So I think a lot of times it's Honing in on the little things that make up the big thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it it all ties into, like, what you've talked about with friction and sparking joy. Like, it's—and and it sounds so simple, like, fun and easy. Yeah, that's not a new idea. Yeah. But I think because a lot of us get caught up in— um you know, hustle culture and grind culture. And it's like, you must be doing this X, Y, Z to make this much money. And you know, it doesn't matter if you're not having fun. Yeah. But when you step back and say like, this is my life and I can definitely cut out some of that friction and make this life fun and more and more easy, easier, easier. Yeah. you know, and, and all of those little things can really add up. Yeah. I mean, like in in a job, for example,
1: say you're in sales and you're doing, say you're an introvert, but you're the one that's in charge of doing all the extroverted, like schmoozing and taking people out for drinks and, you know, pitches, like maybe that's not your thing. Maybe you'd rather be the one designing the sales proposal or whatever it is, be more on the back end of things. Right. Because if you don't like doing that and that's not fun and easy, your sales aren't going to convert as well because you're, you know, it's a, it's like you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for? You're anyway, it's a struggle. Output. Output? Yeah, um, is that what you're looking know. for? No, I I don't don't know. It's fine. <laughs> we'll come back. I need my second cup of tea today. Yeah. But anyway, I, and those are things you can negotiate. Yeah. Internally because, you know, good bosses, they want you to be successful. And so you, that's what all those feedback conversations are about. And those, um, you know, um,
0: development conversations are about how can we make you better. Yeah, cuz it makes them look better too, if you're boss. Um another thing I was going to say and I I think everybody knows my affinity for audiobooks and podcasts, mm. but I don't know if I've ever tied it into the fact how much it changed my experience driving. Mm. Um, we all know that I had uh, some trauma with my mom's car accident. Yes. Um way back when and like even though I went to therapy and worked through a lot of that, I still didn't love driving for years. Yeah. Especially then once I had small kids that you worry about everything and the car seat and the, are they buckled in right? Is it tight enough? What, you know, I, and I used to drive into Philly a lot more for networking things and events and I hate city driving. I know you do. hate it. I yeah. Know. We used to have a deal where the fun and easy <laughs> thing for me was to hitch a ride with you. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, like I would pay for parking. This, you pay yeah. for parking. I do the drive. That was fun and easy for both of us, but on times where you weren't going with me, um, and it might sound dramatic, but audiobooks changed my life because they made the process of driving so much more fun and easy for me because I had something for my brain to focus on that was just, it was different than music. It was, there was no commercials or anything and it made the process. I actually started to look forward hmm. to longer drives. Wow, that's a big difference. It's a huge difference. Yeah. So now I enjoy coming to your house to record podcasts because I know I'm going to have a half an hour in the car. And I'm like, ooh, um, you know, what can I listen to that will just make that an enjoyable ride? So finding those things that maybe you don't love or um, aren't something that you look forward to, how can you alter that to add fun and easy to it? So for me, it was memoir audiobooks and
1: podcasts. Right. I mean, it's just small stuff. Like, for example, I just upgraded my car. I had a 13-year-old Honda CRV. Cars have changed a lot in 13 years. And I have a new car now that has Apple CarPlay life-changing yeah for listening to the you know it's just it makes it so it's fun and easy to drive my car now and if i switch to my husband's car who he hasn't gotten the upgrade yet <laughs> he doesn't have the apple car price and i feel all that friction and i can't get the bluetooth to work and you know and um it's very fun and easy yeah just yeah yeah love it so we'd love to hear from you all about how could you apply this in your life what could you you know fun and easy how, what does that you know question mean to you? How could you use it? Bring
0: it on. Bring it on. Can't wait to hear. Okay. Let's, Let's take, take a little break. break.
1: You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet.
0: Now back to the show. Amanda. Hello. We're back. We're back. I can't wait to hear what's sparking joy for you right now. So
1: Brooke, I think this is going to be a little bit shocking to your frugal nature. Oh boy. Okay. But I do have some more frugal solutions that I think are going to help you through it. Okay. So lately I have been, this isn't lately, I've been doing this for a while. I like to learn in lots of different ways and I love reading. And so sometimes with certain books, I actually purchase the book in three different ways Mm -hmm. i've i've done you've done this i've
0: i've done two two different ways but go on
1: okay so i do all three okay i do the physical book Mm -hmm. i do the kindle and i do the audible and i don't always start with the same method right i'll usually like it'll be i'll start with a book on audible and be like oh I missed what they said. I really want to catch that. I really wish I could get notes for that. And then I might choose to buy the physical. Or I might buy a physical book, but really decide that I want to listen to whatever, right? Yeah. But I love this for a few different reasons. So, like, there's three books right now that I can give you an example of what I'm doing with. Okay. So, Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Mm. Um. I am listening to an audible because it's narrated by him. Lovely. And... It's all right, just, all right, all right, all right, all right. And he actually tells the story about the that phrase. But, I mean, that's a must listen. Yeah. But um, I'm actually reading it as part of this. I just, um, with some friends, just got into this life-changing book club mm-hmm. where every six weeks we're reading a book that's changed one of our lives and discussing I it. love
0: that.
1: Yeah, so I loved listening to him. However... He'll sort of, he has this whole format of his book where it's like bumper sticker and he'll say a bumper sticker and you're like, what, 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 what did he say? And the, so you, I actually have to show it to you because your design sensibility, you'll love his book, the way that it's designed. Yeah. It has pictures and actual ex- excerpts of his handwriting. So the physical book is really fun. But then I don't always have the physical book with me. And if I'm somewhere where I've got some extra time to kill, like we were camping this weekend, I'd like to have it on Kindle so that I can access it whenever, wherever. So that's kind of an example of, you know, a book. Another one is Martha Beck, The Way of Integrity or The okay. Way to Integrity. That's more of like a self-help development book and I was listening to it on audible again narrated by her I Mm -hmm. always love it when it's narrated by the actual author yes but self-help books tend to have a lot of exercises so I like to have those usually in like actual book form so that I can you know see the exercise and Mm -hmm. write it out I do. So you figure when you buy a book this way, you're spending probably like 50 bucks right. on the book because you're buying it in three different ways. But you know, I love a course. I love taking online courses. I've never met someone who loves courses as much as you do. I know, it's a problem. <laughs> I need to go to Courses Anonymous. <laughs> but anyway, I figure, hey, that's like 50 bucks that I'm spending on a course essentially from yeah. this person. But the way that I save money on it is in a few ways. One, um, I have the Audible subscription. So I just use my monthly audible credit, which is what, like 15 bucks or something like that. Yeah. Two, I oftentimes when I do um the Amazon, when I do an Amazon order, I'll do the no-rush shipping. So I'll get a dollar or two in credits that I can use towards a future Kindle book. Love it. And three, a lot of times before I purchase a book on Kindle, I will download it from the Libby app from the library to see if it's one that I even want to have in my library. And then if I do want to have it in my library, then I will purchase it. Because I'm finding a lot of books I'm going back and I'm rereading. Yeah. Um. And I really like to have those in my Kindle library so I can access them. So this is what's sparking joy for me right now, Brooke, because I feel like I don't know, like with Green Lights, for example, I'm enjoying it in so many different ways. Hearing his voice, seeing the cool format of the book, having it on Kindle while I'm camping, I feel like I'm learning, I'm absorbing much more of the lessons than I would
0: if I had just
1: read it Once in one way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love nonfiction audiobooks. And so that's typically any nonfiction book. I'm typically going to go straight to the audiobook first. Mm -hmm. But in a few instances, I have then gotten the hard copy. So. I can tell you I did this with Big Magic mm. by Elizabeth Gilbert. So good. You actually sent me the hard copy I because did. this was maybe at like the beginning of the balance bound oh, seed yeah. being um planted that I was like I just don't know if this is like worth pursuing and I had told you how much I loved the Big Magic audiobook and a couple of days later I got a little present in the mail mm. with a cute, cute, sweet little note that I think I still have tucked into the book was the paperback copy of Big Magic because I love to just like reference that once in a while. It's mm-hmm. such a good book. And you don't, I think the tagline is something for creative living. You don't have to be, quote unquote, a creative. Correct. It's just like to have a creatively inspired life. Yeah. Um, so I love that. That one I have, you know, did both versions. I, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, I had pre-ordered that on Audible And so, you know, it showed up on my Audible app the day that it launched. And then I loved it so much and was doing a book club with a couple of friends at the time on that book. And I wanted to have the hard copy in front of me. And that was one that I, like, tabbed a million pages and highlighted. And that's another one that I just want to be able to, like, look back on. One want it in your library. Yes, exactly. Because that book also, um, Untamed by Glennon Doyle, is... Um, it's mostly, like, essays. So you can kind of just, Pick like... Pick it up whenever. Exactly. It's not, like... I mean, it helps to know her story. Um, and then, one, a book that we've talked about a lot is We Should All Be Millionaires. Yes. Not Who Wants to Be a not Millionaire. Not Who Wants to... Be." a game um, But that's show. another one, like you said, that has... Um, exercises like exercises in it that I loved listening to the audiobook, but I was like, well, if I'm going to pursue this, pursue some of these exercises, I really want to have the hard copy in front of me. Yeah. So I bought the hard cover. Um, I haven't, I don't like to do nonfiction on my Kindle because I just, there's something about having the physical book in my hands. Yeah. But otherwise I pretty much exclusively read on my Kindle. You know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I really don't use Audible anymore. I have a friend who works for Audible. It's amazing. But... I mostly do Libby from the library audiobooks. Yes. So I get them for free. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my You turned
1: are... me on to Audible and I turned it off for a while and then I found myself really missing it. And yeah. now I'm really using it a lot.
0: Generally, there's usually a bit of a wait for audiobooks um, on Libby through our library system, but I find that their estimated wait times are so much longer than it actually yeah, is true. because i think most people listen to an audiobook in a couple of days. Yes. So they're giving you the wait time estimate based on each person in line having it for 2 weeks. Yeah. Whereas like if i'm excited about an audiobook, i'll listen to it over the course of a couple of days and then return it. So yeah, so the wait isn't usually as long, but if you're super eager for a book book, or if I'm super excited or really want to support that author, um, like Dory Shafrir from Forever 35, I wanted to pre order her memoir. And so I pre ordered it through Audible to make sure that like, you know, she yes. was getting the the money through that because she's not some huge person who's already super famous. Like I wanted to su- physically support. support um her. So I did end up listening to that audio book and loved it. But yeah, so I think there's there's definitely some free ways as well to do all three versions. Yes. Yeah. The other thing I
1: like when you um, have the Kindle and then you buy the audiobook on top of it, they sync. It's called mm-hmm. Whisper Sync.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you're listening to it in the car and then you want to sit down, you know, you're reading at night, it will sync to where you were done listening, which I think is really
0: smart. Does it also sync if you... Um, like favorite any or bookmark any sound bites or anything does it go back and uh, highlight that in your kindle version i don't know about that okay what i have discovered
1: about audible that i really like too is that you can there's like a little car icon have you seen this before no you can on your phone on the app you can click the little car and what it will do is just basically give you two huge buttons Mm. and one of them one of the buttons is either go I think go back thirty seconds, and the other button is
0: clip. Oh, so it's not like you're not looking at your phone. Correct. You need so to, that, if you want to clip, something. if you want to clip something, yes. it's really easy. Yeah, because you don't want to drive distracted. No, yeah, no distracted
1: driving. So, um, I really like that. So that's yeah, awesome. that's what spark and joy for me right now. I love that it prevents me from. That's not to say I haven't looked at Martha Beck's course that she offers and considered. <laughs> taking that, but I, um, yeah. Okay. But right now. All right. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I, I will be your courses anonymous. <laughs> yeah. One of the women in our well-struck mastermind is also like, I, I hide them from her. Yeah. I'm like She's hiding. Like, Amanda? I know I hide new courses that I'm taking from her. Right. Okay. So Brooke, now it's your turn to talk
0: about what are you doing to do your future self a favor? Okay. So this is a tip that I don't even know when I started doing this, but um, I think everybody should go buy a roll of craft paper. So, it's super inexpensive, comes I mean, we I think I used to buy it at our local hardware store. I recently bought like a huge 100-foot roll for $15 from Amazon, but you could go anywhere. Now, as craft paper, it's not white. It's like that cardboard color. Correct. Right? It's okay. like the brown craft paper okay. um, that would be like a carpenter's, you know, I, I don't know what it was originally used for. Oh, but it's know. called craft paper. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Or at least that's what I call it. It is so versatile. It's so inexpensive. So I use it a lot for gift wrapping. And I use it for both, um, for my kids to wrap gifts. Like if they're going, so the other day we went to a birthday party, Paige went to a birthday party for friends who are twins mm-hmm. and I thought it would be cute to both of their gifts were similar. So where th- they were the same size and I thought it would be cute to pre-cut the craft paper to the size that I would need. And then I just laid it out on the table for Paige with some markers that. and I said, just color what, yes. cut, you know, whatever you want on these. She did that. It was awesome because it kept her busy for like half an hour. That's what I was just going to say. Because when you're trying to get ready for a birthday party, you're running around. You need them to be busy. Yeah. Yeah. It was great because the birthday party wasn't until 1 o'clock. We needed something to kind of stay busy in the morning. So she did that. Then I wrapped the gift and I use like, I try to find like fun um, masking tape or washi tape. I mean, Mm. it doesn't really cost any more than you know, scotch tape, like just buy some fun tapes if you think you're going to use them, especially for kids. Um, Wrapped the gift. And then I had her, once we knew like where the actual front of the box or, you know, the main area, I had her write, you know, her friend's names and love page. So it also took the need for a card out of it it. because a a six and seven year old, they lose the card. They lose the card. They don't, well, they didn't need the card. Yeah. And because... Nick was take and I didn't want to cover up her artwork with a card and envelope. Right. And chance that the envelope would get separated and get lost. So exactly. this was perfect. It was like two friend, love page, boom, done. Adorable, two very different looking gifts. Um, I have also wrapped gifts in this craft paper for Christmas, mm-hmm. for birthdays, whatever. Mm-hmm. Christmas one year, I did all craft craft paper, and I had really cute twine, like colored twine, Mm. or colored gift tags, like all the things that you're going to use anyway. A lot of times I actually use Old wrapping paper, like you know, the Christmas wrapping paper. If you celebrate Christmas, like it can last years sometimes if yeah. you buy a big roll of it. So I think the one year I wrapped everything in the craft paper, but then I used, I cut out little tags from the wrapping paper mm. to put on the gifts. It just looks so quaint and charming. Did you take pictures of this, bro? I'm sure I did. I have are to dig them up. This just like notes. years and years ago. It's cute. Sounds I've been cute. doing this for a long time, but it's just it's such a good tool to have on hand. It's so versatile. It's also great if you do have kids to have on hand for like we've had a few school projects that have come up that we've needed it. Mm. Um, my kids school does like a community project where they each bring in a plain box or a shoe box wrapped in brown craft paper that then they decorate to make it Um, like a shop or a a part of their community. So like Paige did a hair salon. Graham did the garbage facility. So it came in handy because we had, you know, a shoebox with a bunch of colors on it, wrapped it in the craft paper. Boom. It was a clean slate. So I just love this stuff. It's inexpensive. If you always have it on hand, it's so easy to make it look charming. You could pick some flowers from your yard and stick them into some twine. And it's like a beautiful gift for a shower or a birthday or whatever. You know what else I like to keep on hand that's very
1: similar is the um, gift bags in that material. Yes. So if you go to yes. Target or Dollar Store or whatever, you can get a pack of 20 or 30 and they're usually a nice size and same thing. I will have Isabel color on it and, mm-hmm. and you, if you have some pretty gift, pa- like tissue paper inside, yes. super universal. It can be for a kid. It can be for an adult. It can be for a man. It can be for a woman. Yeah. Bottle of wine, whatever.
0: Yep. Love the craft paper gift bags. Yeah, we have those bags for Balance Bound that if, you know, if I'm at a market um, and selling them in person, I just put our little Balance Bound logo sticker on it. So it could actually double as a gift bag if someone's using, buying the planner as a gift. I'm putting tissue paper in, giving a little brown craft bag. Um, Yeah. So just like the best, best little thing that never goes out of style can be found at any type of hardware store or i think target might sell like any i feel like any type of convenience store would have just like the plain craft paper it's not super thick um if you just get like the the lighter weight kind so
1: yeah and the trick is just finding a place where you can store it where yeah. you can easily access it e- yep. does it come in like a some sort of thing where you tear it off, or do you have to like you have to cut it? I cut it, but I'm sure that there's... I bet there's little contraption. Oh, I'm sure I there use are. that word almost every podcast episode. Oh yeah, because don't like so you could tear it off almost kind of like you would aluminum foil or something. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a contraption for that. Next level. That is next level. You're doing good enough ish, which I love. Perfect. Yeah, just using scissors. Good okay. Well, the next time that you make one of these, maybe snap a quick photo for our listeners.
0: Oh, I actually did snap a. Photo photo of the ones that Paige decorated the other day so i will i will put that in the show notes it's obviously done by a six-year-old and you can tell um but i'll also see if i can find some pictures but i like the idea of the um twine
1: too because i feel like these days a rustic chic oh she's showing me yeah Yeah, that's great
0: cute she drew little faces and cupcakes and like yeah rustic chic rustic chic yeah you can totally take it any direction right any direction okay i love it love it Oh, this was fun. We talked a lot. We did. <laughs> what was this? A seven-hour episode? It's fine. All That's right. your favorite number, too. I think <laughs> this one's going to be a seven-hour seven episode. Seven-hour episode. Okay. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter
1: and lots of laughter.
0: Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish,
1: email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com, or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.